turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word Faith Christian Center here in Sunday, San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I will welcome you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Say to God, God has opened a door of opportunity for us to have a closer, intimate, personal relationship with Him. But unfortunately, although that opportunity is made available to us, not many of us have and enjoy the kind of close, intimate relationship with God that He wants to have with us. One of the reasons why is because many of us don't know how to increase our intimacy with Him. God's Word, which is our instruction manual, tells us that there are things that we can do to increase the intimacy between God and us. There are pathways that we can follow that will get us to the place where we have the kind of close, intimate relationship with God that He wants to have with us. So, come on, let's learn about some of those pathways that will get us there. That is, to a closer, more intimate relationship with God. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Let's go on to Psalms number 27, please. Psalms number 27, please. Seeking Increased Intimacy with God. Psalms number 27. Stanza number eight, we'll begin with. Of course, we can always go back to stanza number seven, and that way we can pick up the concept of the fact that he said to the Lord, Lord, teach me thy statutes. Stanza number seven. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou saidest, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. That means it's, it's something that starts from the inside. It's got to come from the heart. This ain't going to come from the head. Because there's already thoughts in there opposite of what God said, and they're going to attack everything like that. Because if your head say, seek the Lord, your head also going to say, yeah, but, you know, you know, you know we're going to be busy tonight. You know, I got, you know, we got these things to do. You know, I ain't, I ain't washed clothes in a week. I really do need to wash clothes. You ever know how the day that we need to wash clothes is always the day that it's church or something like that? Somehow or another, that's the only day to wash clothes, only day to comb your daughter's hair, only day to, you know, clean your underwear. It's the only day to do stuff like that. We never think about it doing it any other time. Just like if we want to, you know, get closer to our family. We're like, Pastor, I'm going to take a sabbatical because I need to get closer to my family. You know, folk ever don't, you know, folk don't say I'm quitting my job so I can get closer to my family. Don't even say I'm taking off a job. I'm going to take my vacation to get closer to my family. Oh, no. 
I don't take vacations to get closer to my family. <laughs> Fascinating. We move on. Jean and I laugh and we move on. Psalms number 20, we in Psalm number 27. When thou saidest, seek ye my face, my heart said unto me from the inside, thy face, Lord, will I seek. It says, hide not thy face from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not. Forsake me not. Oh, God, my salvation. Of course, all this Old Testament, because we know in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 13, verse five says that God would never leave you nor forsake you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Where is God? So we already know that. But he didn't know that. So he crying out. And I know that's right. Stands a 10. When my father and my mama forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord. And lead me in the plain path because of mine enemies. Teach me thy way, O Lord. That word way right there means the road. Figuratively, it means, I like this, a course of life. Figuratively means a course of life, which means there's a course your life ought to be on. Which means that if God doesn't teach you the course of life, you might be on the wrong course. You might be driving down the wrong road. And listen to me, the wrong road would never get you to the right destination. The wrong road will never get you to the right destination. You might enjoy yourself on the wrong road, but you'll still never make it to the destination. And we want to be on the right road. That's why they make maps, GPS systems, all kinds of stuff to help you be on the right road. But God said not there's not a map that exists, nor a GPS system that can be created that can get you to the destination. I have for you because only I know the thing that I have for you. Only I know how to get you there. And if you don't seek my face, you'll never get there. And you'll have to be satisfied with less of a life than I intended you to live. Satisfied with less of a wife than I would have given. Satisfied with less of a husband than I would have provided. Be satisfied. I was going to give you one that would keep you in peace. Rather than one that's always breaking the peace. <laughs> I was going to give you one that was going to help make some money. Not being there spending up all the money. You want to get on course. You want to get on. You want to get on the right course. Figuratively, it means a course of life or a mode of action, which means there's even some actions that we should do. Some actions that we should not do because there's a mode of action that we're supposed to operate according to. But many of us, praise God, if we don't ever get on the way to God and learn God's way, then we might not find out that we not doing the actions that God's expecting us to do. In order to be able to have a close personal relationship like we're supposed to. The Bible in, in basic English, it renders verse 11 this way. It says, make your way clear to me, O Lord, guiding me by the right way because of my haters. You know, there's haters out here. Haters who ain't participators in the things that God has. And if you don't understand, if you don't know clearly God's way, then a hater can take you off course and you never know what's happening. A hater can take you off course. Baby, just stay with me today. I need you with me today. You're about to lose your job. And then they're going to say, I don't have nobody here that don't work. <laughs> Amen. Amen. 
Come on now. You got haters. I remember, I remember, I remember there was this one guy, my friend, J- uh, JC, born to be free. Praise God. You know, when I first got saved, you know, prior to being saved, that was my man. We used to spend all the time, a lot of time together in life. Basically, every day we'd be together and stuff like that. Hanging like a mug. We was like two peas in a pod. We was like hanging all over the place. That's because we was both wrong. Praise God. We was both wrong about everything. So, so we was comfortable with one another. Praise God. But then I got saved. You know, he was quasi Muslim. I was all the way Christ. Praise God. Quasi. You know, that's where you bring in the stuff you like and leave out the stuff you don't like. Praise God. You know, like some some folk is quasi Christian. You know, amen. They include the stuff they like and, you know, exclude stuff they don't like. Praise God. Amen. Well, he was quasi Muslim. Praise God. And so I had no problem with that. Praise God. You know, do what you want to do. Praise God. But I was saved now. And 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 the, he didn't like the fact that I was all getting into church and getting into the things of God. He didn't really like that that much. Praise God. And so I remember he found out that I was I, I had I found out about midday midweek services. I found out they got midweek services. I was like, y'all got services in the middle of the week too? He said, Yeah. I said, I'm going. Praise God. Because see, I was hearing from God every time I show up. And so if I heard from God every time I show up, when they opened the door, I was going to show up. So I found out they got a midweek service. So I showed up. Came back and told him about it. As I said, JC, born to be free. I mean, that service was off the hook. Dang, I thought the Sunday service was good. The midweek service is gooder. Praise God. Next week, it's time to get ready to go to church. I said, now you're ding dong. So I opened up the door and it's JC. Yo, Rodney, what's going on, man? Got to holler at you about something. Need to talk to you about something. I said, all right, come on in and sit down. So he come on in and sit down. And he talked to me. It's about to rain in Spain. And I mainly fought on the plane. Nothing seemed serious. But he's just talking to me about something. And then about the time that uh, it's, you know, service is almost over and stuff like that. He's like, you know, well, praise God, it was good. He said, praise God, but that's me. I'm just so used to saying it now. Praise God. He's like, well, you know, Ron, got to go now, man. Got to go. And I look at the watch and I'm like, dang, it's too late for me to go to service. Next week, time to go to service. Ding dong. Hey, Rod, got something to talk to you about, man. Got something to talk to you about. I'm like, come on here, man. Come on here, because this is my boy. Come on here. You got something to talk about? I'm here for you. Hey, we talk about the rain is made out fall, mainly fallen plain. Praise God. And, amen. <laughs> and, then, and then, then he leave, but it's too late to go to church. I've always been a quick learner. Not like you're my boy and everything, but how is it that you just keep showing up on midweek day at the same time? I said, okay, see, I, I, I see what's going on now. Praise God. Next week, ding dong. Hey, Rodney, got something to talk to you about. And I'm like, well, good. Then come on, go to church with me. Praise God. I ain't going in that white man church. I ain't going in. I ain't going that that Christianity. I ain't going so cold. And, you know, you know, you my boy. Sit right here. You know where everything is. There's a refrigerator. You know how to turn on the radio, the stereo, and everything else like that. I'll see you when I get back to you. And if you got something important to talk about, I'll see you when I get back. Got in the car and drove off. You know, when I got back home, he wasn't there. Actually, I guess it wasn't that important. Because haters will pull you away and you don't even understand what's going on. Give you a reason not to do what you're supposed to do. Give you a reason not to operate like you're supposed to. But somewhere along the line, you got to want this thing so much that you even press past the haters. Because God wants you to be a participator. He wants you to get up in the middle of this. Because there's some stuff he got in store for you. That includes anybody and everybody that would get in the way of you getting closer to God. Yeah. Anybody. And everybody will get in the way of you getting closer to God. Because there's two desires in this world. God's desire is devil desire. And I don't know if you've ever seen the Matrix, praise God, but anybody in the Matrix can be used. Including spouses and houses. Little kids too. 
anything can get in the way of the intimacy increasing between God and you. You got to make a decision. I'm going to do this thing that I want you to teach me your ways. I want to get there. See, one of the major benefits of drawing closer to God and increasing our intimacy with him is that we get the opportunity to learn God's ways and have his ways made clear to us. That's why I says, make your way clear to me, O Lord. We get a chance to be able to have it made clear to us. Oh, it's good when it's clear to you because ambiguity is gone. The concept of maybe it's this way, maybe it's that way. All that's gone. Now you know exactly what's up. See, God's way guides us to the right way. God's way guides us to the right way. God wants us to be able to go the right way to get to what he has in store for you and me. Stanza number 11 again of Psalms 27. It says, teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. In a plain path, that's talking about the right way. God wants to guide us in the right way. That includes the right way to live, right way to think, right way to act for the intimacy to be able to increase. The right way to live, right way to act in order for the intimacy to, to be able to increase. Psalms 86, please. Psalms number 86, please. See, when God teaches us his way, from that point forward, we should do what, what we were taught. From that point forward, we should do what we were taught. Once God shows us the way, we should do what we taught. So, and you know, to the best of our ability, which is, which is do it. Psalms number 86, stanza number 11. Let's do 10 and come down so that we can remember our motivation. It says, for thou art great and doest wondrous things. Thou art God alone, which means there is no other, which means that if we want to be with him, there's only one to be with. And if there's, only, if there's a right way to do it, then that means that there's no other way to do it but that. That's why our response is in stanza number 11. Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. Unite my heart. As in that, that word unite right there means to tie it up. So we need to tie up our hearts with God. Get wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in God's way of doing things. Get wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up with God. Praise God. I like that. Read on. It says, I will praise thee, O Lord, my God, with all my heart. I will glorify thy name forever. Mm-mm-mm. I'll glorify thy name forever. For great is thy mercy toward up me, and thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. O God, the proud are risen against me, and the assemblies of violent men have sought after my soul and have not set thee before them and have not set thee before them. That's other folk who won't walk with God and don't want to act like they don't want to be right. But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, loving, long suffering, plenteous in mercy and truth. O turn unto me and have mercy upon me. Give thy strength unto thy servant and save the son of thy of thine handmaid. Show me a token of good that they which hate me may see it and be ashamed because thou, Lord, has hope, hope, in me, hope in me, long, and, and comforted me. Well, God wants to hope in you. <laughs> see, this man is saying to him, he said, make Lord, teach me thy ways. 
Because I got enemies all around me, man, and I, and, I, and 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 they all on me, hating me, coming against me. I, I want what you got, and show me what I need to do to get it. Psalms one nineteen. See, he said in stanza number eleven, he said, "Teach me thy way, O Lord, and I will I'll walk in your truth." Walk, of course, means order your life according to it. I order my life according to it. See, some of us are like that, and we'd be wise. All of us would be wise to be like that. That once God shows you what it's going to take to be able to be intimate with him like he wants to make the adjustment. Make the adjustment. Amen. Make the adjustment. It'll keep things good. Does that make sense? Going back to marriage. If 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 you find out what it what you, what makes your wife smile or your husband smile, you'd be wiser to make the adjustment. Especially if you see the opposite, make them frown. You'd be wise to make the adjustment. Look, you can't make me do nothing. This ain't about make, baby. This is about being smart. If she liked the toilet seat down, put the toilet seat down. Why well, I got to? You ain't got to. You get to. Because when you was by yourself, it could be up, down, all around. You could be. You, you could take it off if you want to. <laughs> but now that you got somebody, what? That should be like a thrill from having somebody. You like the toilet seat down? We ought to slam that sucker every time you finish. Because <laughs> somebody's there that cares. Psalms number 119. Let's look at stanza number 33. See, when God teaches us his way, we should continue to follow that way that he taught us. Stanza number 33. Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I will keep it for a week or two. Till when? Till the end. When's the end? Forever. Till he get here. Praise God. Whichever come first. We ought to we, we ought to do we ought to have the mindset to do this thing forever. When God teaches us his way, we should continue to follow that way he taught us un, uh, forever. Till the end. Stanza thirty four. He said, Give me understanding and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. How's he gonna do it? With his whole heart, because when you half hearted about it, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna do that. And that's what the problem with some of us is we we half hearted about it. We open up our heart enough to get it some of it in. We ain't let it feel our heart. You can tell when it feels your heart, it'll push out all the other thinking and all the other stuff that's different in it. Make me go in the path of thy commandments, for therein I do delight. Of course, we know this old testament so you're talking about you make me do it. They didn't learn that you gotta do it yourself. Praise God. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that you got to do it. Praise God. Incline my ear. You do it unto thy testimonies and not and not to covetousness. How about this? Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity and quicken thou me in thy way. He says, turn away mine eyes from vanity. The word vanity right there in the sense of desolation means evil. Turn my eyes away from evil. Evil as destruction, things that can be destructive in the middle of your life. Turn my eyes away because, you know, if you keep looking at it, you keep focusing on it, then you're allowing information to come in on the inside of you and begin to start taking over the, the thoughts that's going on on the inside of you. That's why you don't keep looking at stuff because your eyes are one of the gateways to your soul. And your soul is the entrance way to your heart. And your heart is from which the issues of life flow. 
So if you keep your eyes open, you've left your heart open to everything it is that the God says no. That's why he says, turn me, turn my eyes away from that which is evil, from that which is evil, that vanity. Figuratively, that word vanity means idolatry. As false idolatry. See, idolatry is undue honor that's paid to something or anyone, to anybody or anyone. It's undue honor, honor that is not due. But when we keep looking at stuff, focusing on stuff, keeping our eyes fixed on stuff, then what we end up doing is eventually giving it more honor than it deserves. And it becomes idolatrous. See, idolatry causes us to bow our will and our way to something or someone other than the Lord and ultimately cause us to wander away from God. Idolatry causes us to bow our will and our way to something or someone other than the Lord and ultimately causes us to wander away from the Lord. That's why when God delivered the children of Israel into the promised land, he had one. He gave them uh, many instructions. One of their instructions was to not only take out the enemy that's around you, but you also destroy their idols, take down their temples, bust up their altars and make sure you never follow them and do what it is they do. Stay away from they women, he told the men. Stay away from they men, he told the woman. Why is that? Because they are idolatrous and they will end up leading you away from me. You think they do that. You think they did it, right? Especially as soon as he brought them into the promise land. No, he didn't do that, praise God. Because they kept some of it around. Some of it around. And it was demonstrated when they got ready to go fight and take over Ai, which was a much smaller city that, that and, and didn't have an army nowhere near as strong and didn't have stuff set up just as and nowhere near as strong as Jericho. But then they went to Ai and got their tail whooped. And they went back to God like, yo, God, what's up with this, man? What's up with this, man? I thought we was going to be all powerful. You told me that nobody's going to be able to stand before us in any of the days of our life. Not only did they stand before us, they knocked us down. God said they're sin in the camp. So they went back and checked and found out. What was it? Idolatrous stuff was brought in. And God said, don't bring that in. It was brought in the camp. How about this? Your eyes are the doorway to your camp. That's why you keep looking at stuff. You end up being affected by that stuff. Because some of y'all cuss now because you was watching videos that cuss that you didn't cuss before. Some of y'all all agitated now. Because you've been watching Mr. and Mrs. Hard, no, Miss and Mr. Mr. Hardbody and them movies and stuff like that. You know, and then they play the slow music with the water dripping off of them and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, now nah, you can't control your flesh. I wonder why. Because these have been what you're looking at. If you'd have been looking at somebody with all their clothes, then you would be wanting to be around people with all their clothes. But if you ain't been looking at everybody with all their clothes, no wonder you want to be around folk that ain't got no clothes. It's really a simple thing. It really it ain't nothing deep about this. It really isn't. That's why David, who desired God, was a man after God's own heart. He said, Lord, turn my eyes away from all this. Now, we know he needed to do it himself, praise God. But at the same time, listen to his heart. Turn it away from vanity, which is idolatry. Because this, want, this wandering away from God that idolatry causes reduces and, and eventually eliminates the opportunity for intimacy with him. Because what we'll do is want more and more and more and more, which will push us further and further and further away from God until eventually we ain't with God like we're supposed to be. Now, I know, I know, theologically speaking, we're always with God because we're connected to God and rights and with him. But that's spiritually speaking. Your spirit is connected to him. But is your mind connected to him? Is your heart connected to him? Is your actions connecting you with him? 
Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're learning about the pathways we can take to have the increased intimacy that God wants with us. I hope even more that you're learning to take the pathways to the intimate relationship that God wants to have with us so that God can get what He wants to have with us. That is, increased intimacy between Him and us. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just got that to church office at Erico 210-785-9238. That's Erico 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio and surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And speaking of coming through, I got just the thing for all the brothers in San Antonio and surrounding areas to do. We invite all the brothers in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Breakfast of Champions Men's Breakfast this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast that the sisters from Word of Faith prepare for the brothers of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one, my brother, that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually, too. With a powerful word from God, just for the brothers, that's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp, and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Later on, VIP transportation services available for this, too. So come on through and bring a couple brothers with you when you do. I guarantee that you'll be blessed, and they will, too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.